Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Now, those of you that listen to the podcast a lot will know that um, both Georgia and I sit on different uh, sides of the ball field when it comes to this subject. You've got Georgia, who basically should be a chef, and you've got myself... (laughs) Who still Should lives be off a fish? Chef. <laughs> still lives off fish finger sandwiches. No, I am getting better. I'm getting much better. But we're really excited to talk to this person today because I feel like it's going to be a really uh, not only kind of educational conversation, but just really interesting. Loads of questions in from you guys. Uh, Dad of two, a Leith's trained chef, founder of At Dad's Table, um, the writer of How to Grow Your Family. Uh, I've been like plowing through his book over the last week since he sent it. Of all his achievements, this is the only book cookery book that Zoe has ever said to me ever commented yeah. on really god god it's really good I'm really enjoying it so mm. you know scrap all your other accolades it's Adam Shaw to the podcast yay. yay welcome welcome how are you I'm good how are you guys very good although you've got Giovanna Fletcher who's like a friend of the podcast on the front of the book so yeah. can I be on the next definitely <laughs> of the book with my quote okay, yes thanks. definitely <laughs> the only cookbook I've looked at I've yeah. never heard Zoe talk about a cookbook in such a good way or a nice way before um, and actually genuinely be like you know what want to cook some of the recipes so I can't I mean that it's amazing we, we might as well stop the episode now because yeah, that's so. all everyone needs to know <laughs> I'm actually making the red pepper cheese and spinach muffins later on today oh they're good they're good they're really really good I'll be putting that on Instagram um Adam welcome to the podcast it's really lovely to have you here just um talk, talk to us a little bit about your journey to you know becoming a published author for those people that don't know you and talk to us about at dad's table sure so um i'm i studied at leith's um to be a chef about um five six years ago and when i came out of chef school um i was full of ideas about what to do and 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 finishing chef school coincided with my wife becoming pregnant for the first time and at that time you know i thought right let's look at all the fun things she can eat and as a partner i wanted to kind of look after her and look after baby and everything um and then i started researching around the advice around what you should eat when you're pregnant and i just well we were both really really kind of disheartened that a lot of the advice focused on what you can't do, not actually yeah. what you can do. And it was all kind of don't eat shark. I live in Kent. There's not much shark here. Not really going to eat any of that. <laughs> um, and it was all about, you know, eat lots of greens, whereas obviously, as, as you both know, in the first trimester, that's not exactly what you want to be doing. So I, I, I dug a little deeper and I started creating really positive food for her that's going to make her feel good and embrace, firstly, what your body needs during the different trimesters, but also um, stuff that's going to make you feel good. Um, mm. because you know, you're, you're vulnerable in pregnancy. You've got loads of people telling you what you should and shouldn't do. So I thought let's, let's 
kind of look after the food and that's it helps me stay involved as a, as a partner when in pregnancy you know we don't really know how we can help um, and I just started posting that that food online and it kind of went quite well um, and then when my kids were born I started taking the same kind of positive approach to weaning and then family food and it's kind of just spiraled from there and then so so how to grow your family is is is, is my book which um is kind of a it encapsulates that journey over the last four or five years where it takes you from first trimester eating beige food to all the food you can eat when you have a, a kind of a growing family around your table but it's framed within this whole let's use food as something to make us feel good about ourselves and show love to each other rather than you know something that that should be bad or something to stress about good yeah. do you know what it's so interesting that you say that a lot of the advice is all around what you can't eat because mm. actually I think when I found out I was pregnant for the first time, that's all I focused on. Oh, actually, yeah. I'm not supposed to have this. I'm not supposed to have that. And like you yeah. say, I didn't really think about what I should be having, mm. yeah. just literally about what I shouldn't be having. And I love that, you know, you mentioned in the first trimester, God, we know we're supposed to be eating loads of vegetables. We know that. But sometimes all you want to do is eat like potatoes and pasta yeah. and anything that's beige. Oh, mashed potatoes and gravy. I was literally yeah. going through pots of bisto, left, right and centre. Like I was, I, when it, it, they were literally in, <laughs> in the supermarket yeah. trolley. Oh, another pot. Can you bring back some more bisto? I kept saying. So I was like, how much are you going through? I was like, I'm obsessed with putting Bisto on everything. I think it must have been the salt that yeah. I was craving. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely the salt. And I, I remember there was this one key moment when my wife, it was first first pregnancy, first trimester. She was at home working all day and I was at the office. And I came home and for lunch, she'd basically taken herself to Pizza Express and she'd ordered a garlic bread and a pizza. So basically two pizzas, right? Brilliant. And she burst Yum. into tears and thought, I didn't have any vegetables today. My baby's going to be stupid. And, and it's all this kind of pressure that you think, and of course that's not going to happen. And of course, as you come out of this fog of the first few months, your appetite is going to change anyway. But when you haven't been through that and you don't know that, you think, oh my God, I've just eaten dough. I'm going to have a stupid baby. And that kind mm. of pressure... I thought that this this isn't right. We shouldn't be feeling like we failed before we've even started being parents. Such a lovely ethos, and I, I also think it's the same is is true for when you've had the baby. Because I remember remember Georgia in those kind of first sort of I don't know four to six weeks, and both Georgia and I were attempting to breastfeed at that time, and I was literally not not really eating very much. And I was trying to get glasses of water down and my milk supply was going down and I wasn't focusing on my nutrition at all because I think mm. I was in constant state of shock, just thinking, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what I'm doing. How do I, you know, and, and there wasn't really, I was eating sort of pieces of toast with butter and Marmite and they're not really, you know, it goes out the window, doesn't it? Yeah, and it does. I think like you said, the information isn't necessarily out there. It's more about what we're not supposed to be eating rather than, hey, do you know what? This would be really, really beneficial for you to do. And it does, it's not going to take you two hours to make it. Yeah, exactly. And, and and I think that the whole thing that I'm trying to get to it is that the second you become pregnant, maybe rightly so, but all information is about what can we do for our baby? You know, you're, what you said before, you're thinking about your milk supply, you're thinking about your, your, your baby, but there is no time or information or paid to what should the parents be doing to make themselves feel good. And they're not, you know, they're still people. They're not you no know, just yeah. parents. You know, we are still people. We still need to eat well. We still need to sleep well. What can we do along that journey to make yeah. sure that we're doing that? 
Because you know what? We all know how rubbish we feel if we've been, you know, like, I don't know, on a weekend away and we've just eaten rubbish all weekend. We can feel, yeah. even if we've had 12 hours sleep every night because yeah. we haven't been with the kids, we still feel crap because we feel like heavy and a bit gross. So I lethargic. guess, yeah, yeah, lethargic. So I guess when, you know, you, you've become a parent for the first time or you're just in that new, the newborn stage, second or third or whatever, you know, how many times you've done it, you do need to think about that. And it's such a lovely way for other people to get involved as well and know that they're helping you um by you know providing the the parents with some food or um you're just making sure yeah they're eating right yeah Dozer and I are on this kind of real health kick ahead of the summer we're always pretty pretty healthy our diet is pretty balanced and good but we decided on um, Friday afternoon that we'd go for a pizza express with the kids we're like oh it's fine you know we we don't really tend to eat wheat and we don't eat dairy during the week apart from butter you know a few other bits and pieces natural yogurt and we both had these massive pizzas and we were like yeah this is great anyway two hours later got home we were on the sofa both of us had fallen asleep <laughs> five o'clock yeah. we slept I slept really badly I had to get up for breakfast the next morning and I had no energy I had black eyes and I was like it's got to be the fact that we ate all that wheat and all that dough before yeah. bed isn't it it's yeah. so crazy how, it's how quickly it just yeah it is crazy what an impact well it's not actually because it's fuel isn't it yeah, like i it think is. of it yeah it's not crazy but it is crazy how quickly you know just yeah. one or two meals or a couple of days of eating out of how you normally would and you can just feel terrible yeah I, but I, I think it's also important though to, to keep it in moderation because you know, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, you know, you need to be eating kale crisps at three o'clock in the morning whilst you're feeding your baby. <laughs> really? That's not going to happen. But, but if you can have that kind of one nourishing hot meal a day, not just for mum, but for dads or partners too, mm. because they're, you know, sleep deprived and working all day as well. Yeah. Um, and then you have that kind of fridge full of good stuff that you can eat one handed during the day. What, what we used to do with, with my wife is that, you know, she breastfed all the way. So I, I never, you know, gave my kids bottles, but I'd wake her up at one o'clock in the morning to do the feed, but I'd wake her up with, you know, a pot of chocolate mousse or some tiramisu or like a oh, pot of chocolate. Oh God, Adam, what, can you come live at my house? But but what you're saying about stimulating milk supply is it's it's a pot of calcium. It's good for you, but yeah. it's something to to look forward to and, and get you up for that one o'clock feed. And mm. um, so I think it, it's all in, in moderation. And you know, by both times we brought our kids home from the hospital, the night we've got home, we've had a takeout pizza. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not, you know, saying it has to be home cooked everything. Um, okay. it's, it's just, you know, making you, doing stuff to make you feel good at the end of the day. Everything yeah. in moderation. Love that. Right, let's get yeah. into these questions. We've got loads. I'll kick us off. Uh, what is the best, easy, healthy lunch food to keep me going with a toddler and a baby? Um, it's all about um, pre-making stuff like pesto or grilling vegetables or making some hummus and everything. So you can open up the fridge. Um, and make some quick snacks. Um, I make, I, I batch make pesto. Um, and when we get home from swimming on a Saturday morning with the boys, you can just pop some out if you freeze, freeze them in little ice cube trays and just stir it into some pesto, um, stir it into some pasta. And it is such a good way of getting your kids to eat loads of spinach and garlic and cheese and onions and everything, as well as like mm. carb-heavy pesto, uh, pasta. Yeah, love it. Love Do you know you say about frozen vegetables? I have these frozen roasted vegetables, um, obviously in my freezer. And I, yeah. they do them in, I think they do them on a cardo and in Sainsbury's. And sometimes if I'm just at home, like I need a, I need a quick lunch, I just like fry some of those in some olive oil and then maybe like have some 
tuna with it or something Perfect. else and that's so so yeah. easy um because roasting vegetables takes a long time yeah it's like yeah. a good 45 minutes isn't it so frozen yeah frozen vegetables frozen and you can do that one-handed right yeah if, if, exactly if yeah. yeah exactly um here's another one best food for healing postpartum especially vegetarian options postpartum you want um high energy foods so it, it's lots of lentils lots of pulses lots of sweet potato um, stuff that is, is nourishing your body, but you're not going to get kind of that energy spike and then that drop. It's going to be slow release energy um, throughout the evening and throughout the day. So, you know, let, let's make some like a lentil chili con carne, um, sweet Ooh, potato lovely. dal, that, that sort of stuff. Um, anything that's using whole grain and brown rice. How do you make lentils? So I, I bike. Um, you're just I rolling our eyes. Lentils. Okay. No, I just buy the ones that are pretty much already done. Yeah, yeah can, canned lentils. Um, yeah. So cook, cook some garlic, cook some spices like turmeric, cumin, coriander, um, onion. Um, cook it in, I like to cook it in coconut milk. So it has a nice kind of sweet tang. Lovely. Dice up some sweet potato or roast it. So you've got a little bit of texture as well. And just cook it for about 15, 20 minutes. What, and then you put the can of lentils into that fry, is it yeah. a fry pan or saucepan? Um, frying pan and yeah, the, um, the lentils soak up all of the coconut milk. Yeah. And it just and you just cook it for about easy. 15, 20 minutes. Well, I've not you done can it in also years. buy so you know like the Tilda rice packs. Yeah. You can buy lentils in those. Um, my husband takes them to work. They're like, is they called by like merchant gourmet or something oh, like yeah, that? Yeah, they're really good. And you yeah. literally just put them in the microwave. So you could just add them. You could have like some chicken or salmon and just have those. Because one yeah. of my favourites, if we ever cause, Oh, I'm not a massive fan of um, Indian food, sorry, because my husband really hate. He said that he would never have married me had I told him that I didn't like curry. But anyway, <laughs> kept that one quiet. I do like some curries. I just, well, I'd really like vegetarian options. So I love the tucker dal and I love yeah. the kind of sag paneer and stuff like that. But I, I would love to be able to create something like that at home. But I always look at lentils like I look at rice and think, oh, that's going to take me way too long. So I just don't do nah, it. So, it, but, but also, I mean, especially with times are tight, you know, a can of lentils in the supermarket is about 50p. Oh, um, brilliant. So they're so cheap. And, and, you know, lentils aren't just for Indian food. So whenever you're cooking anything, you know, pasta-based or, or like a spaghetti bolognese or anything. I was going to say bolognese. You can do yeah. half and half, can't you, meat and lentils? Yeah, and I do that for my kids as well. So they're getting more lentils. Yeah. Um, like a nice, nice little French stew, some chorizo and some lentil cooked together is gorgeous. Um, it's a nice bed for cod or salmon as well. So it's really not just Indian food. Mm, there great. we go. So Brilliant. Taking <laughs> notes. I'm getting into this. Um, food to help bring in and keep my milk supply going. I'm not a nutritionist, uh, yes. but from, from research that I've read and research that I know is out there, there is nothing that stimulates your milk supply. There's nothing that you eat that brings in the milk. But because you're losing milk, you should be eating lots of calcium to, to kind of replenish it. Right. Lots of dairy, lots of cheese. You know, I, I mentioned kind of the, the midnight feeds of... Um, hobnobs and hot chocolate and chocolate mousse and everything that's all good um but also there, there's um there's lots of calcium in leafy vegetables and greens and kale and spinach mm. and all that sort of stuff so anything right. that's full of calcium really uh, also I, georgia do you remember i was taking those tablets to bring in my yeah the boob cookies yeah they i were had amazing. like boobix or something like that I, don't, I can't say if i know if it worked or not i've got no yeah. idea but i guess you do you, like you know you just you just do these things they're not going to do any harm are they yeah. so you think well i might as well yeah and it was probably a nice whole grain biscuit yeah. and it was probably healthy anyway yes yes and it's probably based on those principles that you say like there's probably full of calcium in some way or something yep. like that right i also bought from holland and barrett it's 11.99 it's called fenug fenugreek oh yes and 
do you remember? And yeah. they they come highly recommended. We spoke to a nutritionist about them and she was like, and my herbalist actually was like, they're the ones to get. Um, so definitely do your do your research on those. But yeah, mm. they're the ones that I that they're, they're the ones that I took and they seem they seem to do the trick. Actually, moving on, healthy snack ideas for a tired breastfeeding mum of two. Like healthy snacks to eat while breastfeeding lots of questions around like healthy snacks, basically one-handed. So one, the, the key to one-handed snacks is um, to, to get your partner involved or to get another family member involved and take an hour or two on a Sunday afternoon before the working week starts and just prep. So what we would do in, in both fourth trimesters on a Sunday evening, I'd make some pesto, I'd grill some vegetables, cook some chicken breast, boil some eggs, get some baby bell, make some hummus, chop some cucumber and carrots into sticks, all that sort of stuff and chuck it in the fridge so that when you are one-handed, you can just open the fridge and take stuff out. So whenever it's questions about, you know, tired snacks for breastfeeding mama, try and find a, a two-hour window in the week where you can just get that stuff done. Um, in the mornings when, when I was leaving and going out to work, um, you know, make some scrambled eggs and put it in a wrap. You know, if you've only got one hand, putting food in a wrap is a really, really good idea. Yeah. So that when my wife was getting up later with, with a baby, there's, you know, a, a half-warm ham and scrambled egg wrap waiting for her that gives her that little bit of nourishment. So as much as batch cooking kind of at the end of the third trimester is important for your dinners in the fourth trimester, when one of you is home alone, it's all about just getting stuff in the fridge that you can eat one-handed. Mm, yeah, and in terms of snacks, I don't know about you, but um, I loved, and this is one of the only things that I can make and make really well. Um, in fact, I might do a whole cookie, cookery book on just doing flapjacks because I feel like <laughs> yes. I've completely nailed them because you can get, you know, you put raisins in there, you can put apricots, you can put chopped nuts in there. You can make them with, um, you know, either honey or, you know, so if you didn't want to use sugar. Um, so yeah, they're really good and they're sort of gooey and nutritious at the, uh, nutritious yeah. at the same time which is for the earlier question about toddlers as well because that's great yeah. family food for everyone yeah yeah and I guess as well if you feel like you don't have the time to prep they're you know like in M&S or any probably any supermarket but M&S I know they do loads of them they do those little packets don't they like with yeah. prawns and a dip or yeah. they've got like carrot sticks and hummus and you could almost just nip somewhere like that and just make sure you've got the fridge filled up with you know exactly big, little yeah, little yeah. pots like that or or just replicate them at home like you were saying yeah basically. i mean that, that, that's always on offer right on on, on those yeah. supermarkets buy three for two or whatever just yeah so I, I guess the answer is just preparing a little bit and i don't mean that to sound glib i know kind of we're all raising babies but to find that window or just add it to ricardo or, or sainsbury shop or whatever yeah, yeah, and some I, I also really love, um, you know, the Nars oat cakes, the finely mm. milled, the yellow ones are really nice. If you put a little bit of butter, some honey, and chop some bananas on top of those, you can have like three or four of those, and they're really good. You know, the bananas are slow releasing, the oats are slow releasing. They're quite like, and they almost feel like a biscuit, but without yeah. any of the bad stuff. Yeah, check me out. What's happened to me? Yeah, okay? for you, I really yeah. don't know. You've only been away for five days, Georgia. And yeah, yeah. the one going old bite in the supermarket, and Zoe's I going, oh, chop this up. What has happened? <laughs> we'll be right back after this short break. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Okay, here we go. How to best fuel. I guess this is kind of around the sort of same thing, but fueling the body in the fourth trimester for recovery. Um, and I guess there's a question here around sort of weight loss because, you know, we are, the language around eating during pregnancy, like you said, is either avoiding certain foods or it's like, oh, well, don't worry about it. You're eating for two. Like I know how much weight I gained, you know, about three and a half, four stone during my first pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And for somebody that's only eight and a half stone, that's that's a lot. I felt I had, I had a big job to do at the end of it because I really didn't feel very comfortable. Um, and that was because I was literally just reaching for the wrong things constantly. And everyone's like, oh, don't worry about it. You're eating for two. It's like not really eating for two. I think there's something like, um, what did we say? It's the equivalent to eating an extra banana or something a day. Yeah, during it's there. not and a lot. Not it's, a it's lot. It's like a yeah. couple of hundred calories or something. Yeah. It's, it's it. 200 calories mm. and yeah. it should only be in the third trimester. Exactly. Yeah. And two. 200 calories is a banana or it's half, half an avocado yeah. or it's a piece on toast. Yeah, it's not a lot, is it? So I guess just kind of what, you know, advice and tips on kind of how to kickstart things afterwards. And is it really just having a look at your diet as a whole? You know, it, it's, it's hard for me to say as a man, but I would say in the fourth trimester, weight loss isn't something you should be worried about. Yeah. Um, that that should, if you want to, you know, do that, that, that should come a bit later. You know, the fourth trimester is kind of part of the pregnancy for a reason. It's a time to bed down and, and nourish you, you and baby. Um, the, the energy stuff, again, um, if, if you haven't had a baby yet, I think it's very hard to understand how in the fourth trimester, your time just shrinks, you know, things that you could do very, very easily, you now can't do anymore. So if you can find some time in the third trimester to fill your freezer with lots and lots of high energy foods, your fourth trimester self will really, really thank you. So I, I'm, I'm, we're about six weeks away from giving birth and I'm just about to start thinking about doing that again. Uh, filling the freezer so that in the evening, both of you, whether one's working, whether one's been feeding a baby all day, you can just pop something out, pop it in the microwave and you've got healthy, high energy food. So as well as, you know, the, the casseroles and the stews, soups, pesto, um, stir fries, risottos, all that kind of stuff, or get friends to bring it over for you because yeah. that's going to give you that, that nourishing food and so you don't start feeling shit about yourself. And maybe if you are feeling, you know, bad about your body in the fourth trimester, it could also be because you're eating food that makes you feel bad about yourself. That's what, yeah. 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 So that's, Adam, that, I loved all of that that you just said, because there's so much pressure on us. You know, the baby's out. Oh, bang. It's like, yeah. no, no, absolutely not. The fourth trimester is a real thing. And like you said, I don't think, I definitely don't think that I put enough emphasis on, you know, having those those different foods banks in the freezer or actually oh, no, really nurturing and looking at, you know, cook was, yeah. was my savior. Georgia, mm. you used to say yeah. that as well, didn't you? Loved cook vouchers is something we always say, but if you're a bit more prepped, like Adam is telling us to be, then we've got our own cook in the freezer. Yeah. Well, what is it? I mean, in half the world, the fourth trimester, you just stay in bed feeding your That's baby. That's what I was going to say. You yeah. stay at home, don't you? Like yeah. you don't leave the house. People look at you like you're absolutely crazy if you leave the house after it, like before a month is up. Yeah. Because people just stay at home and they're looked after and they're probably fed really well. Yeah. And yeah, but we don't do that here, which is really No, strange. it's just emphasis to, to get out and, and lose the weight. Get back, get, but be. get back on with it. And like, yeah. 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 So true. <sighs> it's no wonder so many of us struggle. Um, you know, quite often it's like the first month people feel okay, and then it's like 
once that month is over they said realization hits they haven't looked after themselves they haven't recovered and you can feel terror like you can feel really bad yeah yeah because kind of the world gets on doesn't it and you're yeah. just expected to kind of get on with it it's weird yeah. as we're saying this because i'm so aware that i'm about to go right back to the start in a couple of weeks i'm thinking oh god <laughs> <laughs> <You're going back laughs> <there. Yeah. laughs> great snacks for labor please sure so um completely selective because um some people don't eat anything in labor um some people get hungry um, but but high nutritious little snacks. So one one thing that made my heart sing was um, I posted yesterday on my Instagram account some um, chocolate tahini and almond energy balls that um, are really really good Ooh. to eat in the third trimester. And and I felt I, I kind of wanted to say and eat these in labour if you want to. But I thought again, you know, I'm a man. It's very difficult to say in what is a very very personal experience. This is what you yeah. eat, what you can't eat. But then someone commented on it saying, just so you know, I made these in the third trimester and snacked on them during my labor and they kept me going. And that made me feel really, really good. Yeah, so, that's um, lovely. Energy balls, whether you make them yourself or whether you buy them, you know, they, they're so easy to make. Take about five minutes. Chuck. Well, how do you make? How do you make them? Tell us now. Chocolate, tahini, almond, and date. The, the date is what makes everything stick together. Mm. So in a food processor, put um, 100 grams each of almond, date, um, probably about 200 grams of um, cocoa powder and maybe four or five teaspoons of tahini. So that makes it stick together. Is tahini the stuff that you put in hummus? It is. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's basically sesame. Um, so <laughs> Watch it's nuts, out, world. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Just wh- whiz it up for a few seconds and then roll it into little balls, put it in the freezer. You can eat it direct from the freezer or take it out, put it in the fridge. And then a few hours later, you've got it. So that's something you can do. Um, oh, yummy. Something you shouldn't do, actually, which I made the mistake of in our first labor. We, again, um, my wife, it was about a three day labor. So it was, you know, mm. full of fun, as you can imagine. But we were home for about half of it. And then finally, we were like, right, I think we probably need to go to hospital quite soon. I hadn't eaten all day. My wife didn't want to eat a thing. I don't know why, but I decided to make myself a grilled cheese and tuna sandwich. And the smell, she says, was <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> She literally came and she's like, what are you eating? So we had to fumigate everything. And so, so don't, so strong don't foods. Don't do that. Yeah, not smelly foods. Yeah, yeah. no smelly yeah. foods. Um, but yeah, just little things like that. You know, um, coconut water is really good. Um, anything, just kind of anything you can have in small moderation, I'd say. I'll tell you okay. what though, the worst thing you can do is do what we did, which was go with nothing. And then we're yeah. in the midwife led unit in Cheltenham for like two days and there was no snacks, no food for Dozer. He was like going I mean, he was like, I'm going to have to go. I was like, you can't leave me. And I was like, he's like, I need to eat. I've got to eat. Yeah. And then the second time round, we were lit. We, we had it on like on point. We, you know, we had bags of snacks and he was like, there's also an M&S downstairs. I am sorted. Like he was really, you know, it was yeah. all about him rather than about me wanting about to eat you. anything. Yeah. Actually, yeah. you know what you just said about eating? I, I think, I don't think I ate. I think all I had no. was fizzy fangs and my throat was so sore <laughs> after. Oh. I remember being like, oh my God, my throat is so sore. And my mum was like, yeah, because you've basically eaten four packets of like, oh my God, Georgia. fizzy God. fangs. That's all you've eaten. So yeah, of course you've probably like burnt your esophagus or That's something. That's brilliant. Um, so don't do that either. <laughs> I went off to hide in the toilet and eat all the M&S sandwiches I brought with in the first trimester because my wife didn't want to eat anything. And then the second time around, um, it was such a quick labor. I actually remember thinking oh I could probably nip out and get us to take away McDonald's um which I did which is brilliant oh brilliant well done she yeah. didn't have any of it so you got double brilliant. no no well, well, it was when baby was born so we, oh, we celebrated yeah. With a McDonald's. With a McDonald's. Do you know what? I, after I had my daughter Gigi, I was left 
like I think it was like 12 hours with nothing to eat and no money my mum and my husband left me thinking I was gonna be out in like a couple of hours and I just remember I was absolutely starving so anyone listening to this please don't do that Please don't do that to anybody. It's, yeah, it's not. It's not kind. And it's then they kind. brought me in a quinoa salad <laughs> after having not no. eaten for about fifteen hours. You want the battery no. toast, don't you? Yeah. 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 Please don't bring a quinoa salad in. Thanks. Um, here's a great question: Ten weeks pregnant with twins and can only keep down beige carbs. Oh, I've been there. Enjoy it and keep eating beige carbs. That is literally kind of everything that I'm about. Is that your body? Maybe some people don't realize that in the first trimester, you are creating a life. Trimesters two and three, you are growing a life. The energy right. your body needs to create a life is phenomenal, which is why your body tells you to eat carbs and protein because it needs energy. In, in every other time of our lives, we listen to what our body is telling us. It's no different in pregnancy. If your body is telling you to eat beige carbs, eat them and enjoy them and know that, fingers crossed, it will change as you get through your pregnancy as long as you're having your vitamins and everything that, that you should be, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, uh, and I can really empathise with this because my morning, both George and I had really bad morning sickness until sort of 13, 14 weeks. But the one thing that I could, because I was a beige carber as well during that first trimester. <laughs> beige was carber. A beige carber. Um, was, was porridge and I used to grate, and I still do it for the kids now actually, I used to grate apple, mashed banana and then do flax and stuff in it. And then if yeah. I didn't fancy it hot in the summer when I was pregnant, I used to soak it overnight. So soaked oats with oat milk. And that nice. was actually a really nice thing to do. And then it's all, it's already there. So if you are heading, and, and, and actually it made me feel better because I knew that I was eating apple and banana first thing in the morning yeah. Yeah. and then the rest of the day oh well if it was just mashed potatoes and gravy then so be it so I think as well just you know like like Adam said before if you know that you're kind of maybe doing one meal that's got a little bit of nutrients in it then you won't feel too bad for the rest of the day yeah and also do you know what I found like swap like swapping things out so not in the first trimester trimester but the second I really craved pick a mix we can obviously see a theme running here <laughs> yeah. um and so but I found that you know if you have, get like bits of mango and then you squeeze lime over oh, the top, you loved this yeah. you get that same like I don't know what it is, like tangy, sour flavour. So mm. if I was if I was craving pick a mix, I'd go, right, no, I'm going to have mango and lime first and see if that like sorts Hits it out. And quite often yeah. it would. Yeah. Um, Interesting. And just like, just, I don't know, I, I really craved that like real, yeah, tangy Yeah, you got really basically. into like sparkling water as well. Sparkling with water, else, sparkling water with lime. Fizz, right? I would drink yeah. like yeah. gallons of it, um, which I guess is not too bad, is it really? Just to drink that. You could hear Georgia before you saw her. She was <laughs> yeah. burping all the way down. My wife was tomato salad with loads and loads of salt and it creates oh, that same salt. kind of fizzy yeah. yeah, Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? But again, like if, if you look at it from an outside perspective, why not have fun and have, you know, cheesy mac and cheese, tartiflette, you know, all that kind of heavy carb stuff that we love. Embrace mm. it and enjoy it. And, and as you said, you know, you can, you know, if you can swap out starchy white stuff for whole grain, then you're doing something good. You know, if you yeah. can have, instead of, you know, white toast, have some brown toast, um, whole grain toast, yeah. all that kind of stuff, yeah. it's yeah. helping. But at the end of the day, do, do what makes you feel good to get you through your pregnancy. And have yeah. fun with it. Like, yeah, I exactly. guess that's, that's what your book's about, isn't what, it? Is what that? about pregnancy cravings? Are they a real thing or are they a mental thing? Um, I think it's a mental thing. There, there, there's there's yeah. no evidence that that corresponds to that. But, but I think everything we've talked about in craving kind of salt and, and fizz is kind of the underlying thing. So I think there's definitely something about craving salt or craving that 
kind of fizz that either you yeah. get from sparkling water, pick and mix or salt. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what my, my, what my, I got? Do you remember how heavily into carrots I got? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I was obsessed with carrots. We were going through like carrot, hundreds of carrots every week. And I used to like waddle off down the stairs and he could just hear me like... <laughs> Like coming back up. With that was with Kit, wasn't it? It was with Kit. I had them in yeah. like every pocket of my dressing gown. And does he like carrots? Uh, no, he hates all fruit and vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> but I also ice cubes. I got really into crunching the ice cube. Uh, like, it was just... So for you, it's like weird. the crunch. The crunch. Mitch fizz. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's all about like senses. Maybe it's textures. Yeah, yeah it's really interesting. Um, is there anything else that you kind of want to sort of jump on and say? Obviously, you, you, you've got you've got your baby coming, but is there another is there another book in the pipeline? Can you give us a little exclusive anywhere? Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, I, I mean, fingers crossed. The, the the next step on from feeling positive around pregnancy is my own little bugbear is um, fussy eating. You know, I, I really yeah. I'm on a mission to try and stop everybody using the word fussy eating because I think again we're being quite hard on our kids and telling them what they shouldn't do when we should kind of be focusing what we should do. So. My eldest is, is what you would call a fussy eater, but I prefer to, to call him kind of a, he doesn't have much confidence when it comes to food. Wow. So we spend all of our time building up his confidence and making the dinner place, dinner table, kind of a positive place to be. And that starts working for us. So I think as I look to, to further um, carry on with this, the next thing for me is going to be around positive family eating. Oh my God, Adam, yes, as soon as possible, please, because <laughs> there is so much pressure on like, oh yes, my child ate penne al arabiata and you're like, oh, well, mine's just eating a can of spaghetti hoops again. It's just pasta and tomato sauce. <laughs> yeah, you just feel like crap, don't you, about it? Because, yeah. you know, kids just do things at different stages and... Yeah. So yeah, if you could do that ASAP, that'd be great. I'll get on it. I'll get on it. <laughs> we look forward to yeah. it. <laughs> Adam, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute treat and good luck with everything. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks for having Adam. me, guys. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> I mean, what a lucky lady Adam's Hello. wife is. Seriously. <laughs> I'd like to be looked after like that. <laughs> Wakes her up in the night when she's breastfeeding and he's like, tiramisu, chocolate mousse. It's like, I'd be lucky if I got a sharp elbow to the ribs telling me to keep it down. Yeah, <laughs> no. I know. That's what I was going to say. I'd be lucky if I was told not to shut up because <laughs> James was sleeping or, or even offered. A, I mean, if I was off, offered a glass of water, I knew it was a good day. No, do you know what? It's just, oh, wow. it's just lovely how people... People say I love you, and I, I think for Adam, his way of saying I love you to his to his wife is by by cooking exactly. for her, by making her bits and pieces. But what I really loved about him as well was that he wasn't he wasn't the sort of person to shy away from saying, "Yeah, do you know what? To celebrate the birth of one of our kids, we go for a McDonald's." And it's yeah. like that's probably everybody's reality too, but nobody really speaks about it. But I quite like the fact that he had a lot of balance in his yeah, answers. Yeah, exactly, and especially for some you know from someone like him, he's he's realistic. He's saying, you know what. You can do all that, you know, you can prep all your snacks and prep all your veg on a Sunday, but it's not always going to be like that. Um, mm. And you just got to do the best you can. And also, I loved that he acknowledged that during the first trimester, a lot of women just want to eat beige food. Yeah. <laughs> I think so many people worry about that, especially during their first pregnancy, because they feel like, you know, you really want to look after yourself. And it's, it's annoying when all you want to do is eat beige. But he's given us some really great ways that you can do that and still get like you know some nutrition in there 
So yeah, definitely. Thank that was a brilliant you. Q&A. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Um, before we go, we've got to do our products for the week. So we're going to stick yes. to the kitchen. George, you kick us off. Yeah, so I'm going to kick us off. This is a brand of frozen foods. It's called Picard. They actually do desserts and party bites and things like that. But I buy the Picard frozen ratatouille. I also bought um, Picard. They're like sliced garlicky potatoes. They do loads of different stuff, but you can just take out a handful. So it's great if you're just cooking for yourself or if you're in a rush. Like you can literally just, you could have the ratatouille on. It will take you about seven minutes to heat up on the stove. And then um, like the potatoes, exactly the same. I think they take 15 minutes and you literally just put them in a frying pan um, with n- no oil nothing and um, they don't Amazing. have any additives it's, it's a really good range um, of like slightly fancy frozen food highly recommend great I'm going to always come to you for slightly fancy things can't we George slightly so, like, fancy. I enjoy that slightly <laughs> fancy <laughs> I am going to talk it was actually something that was given to me but I'd never heard of um, this brand before Eleanor Boma but you yeah, have yeah um, leopard John Lewis she's the leopard print lady she well, has I so mean, many leopard print patterns so obviously I know about it. Been given this set of three. It's like a baking utensils from John Lewis, under twenty quid. Um, and the kids have been using them, and they're just like really colourful. They've got Aww. wooden handles. We've been doing a little bit more baking, just trying to make things like flapjacks and gluten-free cookies and like these little tartlets. I say we. I didn't do very much of that, but the kids have been leading the way. Isla is so good. Um, so it's just yeah, they just they've been brightening up my kitchen. Oh, sounds brilliant. I mean, I don't know about you, but. Once my kids tasted juice, like high juice, Robinsons, it's really difficult to get them to just drink water. I mean, occasionally they, you know, they will. So I have been looking for some alternatives. Um, and I found this brand called Spruce Water. And essentially, it's just like a little powder that you add in to a glass of water and it just makes it taste a bit nicer. Yeah, um, they're great. Yeah, they're really good. And they're, you know, just made from real fruit. You know that there's no nasties in there. Um so yeah it's a good brand to try um i've got a confession <laughs> yeah i've never ever 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 given my kids juice have you not they've never that's tried. so good i wish i hadn't we don't have squash in the house we just don't yeah. have it and they just i'm sure they've drunk it at like party like kids parties or whatever but in terms of they just get water that's that's just what they get yeah. we, we just don't have any juice in the house mm. no i wish i wish i'd done that but i remember i think axel he must have had like been constipated or something like that and i remember i just needed to try and get him to drink loads and loads and loads and so I think I got like some Robinson's high juice or something like that right. and then now every single day in his water bottle at school he's like I don't just want water I want a little bit of juice in there and I'm like oh okay fine so d- what are. about at meal times I know yeah, it does for, yeah to be fair he has water at meal times it's just more in the it's you know like taking to school like yeah. I think they maybe talk about it like oh I've got summer fruits oh I've got this yeah I don't know anyway <laughs> it's not I mean no it's not you know, I'm not buying the super sugary stuff it's it's all no mate there's no judgment here it's probably not even that bad but this spruce water stuff is much better better (laughs) much better um my my final product have i been banging on enough on instagram about my my toasty maker this taking me back to my childhood (laughs) um we used to have toasties all the time and i can't believe i haven't had them in the house like a maker for such a long time and then suddenly the other day isla was like oh we've got toasty maker at mum's and i was like oh 
oh if her mum's got one I'm gonna have to get one yeah, and, um, get one. and yeah we've been we can put loads of stuff in them as well like tuna melts as well I've been making which yeah. are absolutely delicious but just for the kids cheese and ham Kit just likes a ham one um, yeah it's just like I a quick and easy it's like a different alternative lunch you know like yeah. sometimes at the weekends I'm like yeah. oh they want picky lunch what am I gonna give them yeah and you can have fun with it can't you because you can put loads of different fillings we've got the Breville ultimate deep fill <laughs> sounds fun doesn't it sounds like you can get a lot of <laughs> filling in that in that one under 35 quid <laughs> Bob's your uncle, Charlie's your aunt. Brilliant. Um, and just to finish off, this is a range of cookery books um, called The Roasting Tin. So they've got like the quick roasting tin, the veggie roasting tin. I think they even have a dessert um, one as well. But it's basically meals that you can cook in one roasting tin and you just like shove all the stuff in and bung oh, it in the yes. oven. And it's it's, it's a, brilliant, um, a brilliant range of cookbooks. So if you're looking for a bit of inspiration, then definitely check those out. Brilliant. Um, listen, as always, we would love you to to rate, review, subscribe and give the podcast a little follow and thank you so much for sending in your questions of course these Friday's Q&A uh, episodes don't happen without you yeah thank you and if you have got any suggestions for topics you'd like us to cover we are all ears just please drop us a, a DM on at Made by Mummers and we'll be back on Tuesday Made by Mummers is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason Insanity Group Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.